Hey guys, it's Melissa here from MelissaOatman.com. Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am so delighted you're here with us today. We have a very special guest. Today we have with us Miss Heather Ivany. She is a spiritual mentor and she works with the Akashic Records to help her clients figure out what their purpose is in this lifetime. And I can't wait to talk to her today because I really am fascinated by the Akashic Records. And I think that it is so useful and helpful in when we come here and we just kind of forget what we're supposed to do and we're just kind of bumbling around. So Heather is helping people to figure out why we came here. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Heather. Oh, honored to have some time with you today, Melissa. It's a pleasure. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you here. But before you start telling us about the Akashic Record, I would love it if you would just tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you start working with the Akashic Records? Because most people don't even know anything about it. Yeah, so um, my, my spiritual background started in my sort of late teens, early 20s. Uh, started working with a little bit of meditation just to support university and being away from home. And then that unfolded into taking a yoga teacher training back before they were on like every corner. So it was um, this beautiful little studio in um, a part of Chinatown in Victoria, BC. And from there, I taught yoga for 20 plus years, teacher trainings, retreats, workshops, and then wanted to be able to go deeper, both with myself and also with my clients. So when pandemic hit um, and studio shut down, that gave me opportunity to have more time to meditate. And through my meditation process, uh, I was guided to reach out to someone that I had grown up with, but hadn't spoken to in over 20 years. And when I reached out to her, I discovered that she was an Akashic record teacher. And I did a session with her. And in that session, I discovered that I had already been working with the Akashic records very subconsciously for many, many years. And so she offered me an invitation to bring it more into the conscious level. And that was where um, things started to unfold from there. That's really interesting. And you're not the first person that I've ever talked to who said they had already been working with the Akashic Records before and they didn't really realize that that's what it is. So I think that's really interesting. Maybe there's a lot of people out there who are doing that and not realizing it. Yeah, I think so. Akasha means in Sanskrit space or spirit. And in science, we call it the quantum field. So we're always interacting with the quantum soup, whether we're doing it consciously or subconsciously, we are sending out frequencies to attract in frequencies to support what feels comfortable for us. And if we're um, active with it, we're sending out signals to bring in the new habits and the new patterns that we want to use to, to help reshape where we're going. So when I was working with it, it was in a subconscious way, um, mostly showing up like when I would teach and lead a yoga class, a lot of the languaging that I would use when I was teaching, I would be aware of what I was saying wasn't necessarily um, words that I would use in my talking space. And oftentimes I would be receiving information to say certain things that hadn't come to me before I started teaching. So it was feeding off of the energy of the people around me and responding to what it was that their needs were for the day. And then languaging and saying certain things to help them micro adjust in their poses to help them become more aligned with, with what the practice was trying to marinate in towards them. And, and that's just one way that I was using it. 
subconsciously and we all do this so when we're creating and we're discovering and we're exploring parts of ourselves we're working with the quantum field the akasha the spirit realm uh you can't not work with it i guess is how i'd put it yeah yeah and i feel like maybe that's a thing too like i know whenever i like wrote a book it was kind of the same thing in that it just felt like the words were just flowing and i never would have thought that i would have been able to sit down and just have all of that come out so i think that's an interesting point we probably all are using that part of us and not realizing it every single day right and what you're what you're relating to is in the clairability realm is claircognizance so claircognizance is receiving information faster than thought before the thought mind can come in and sort of add the logic and the reason to it when we put the rational mind sort of off to the side the download channels through the mind space and through your body and you're able to it's almost like automatic writing is probably how it feels a bit when you're in that flow state and this is one way that we channel with consciousness and then there's other clairabilities clairsentient is how you feel and sense um, viscerally in the body clairvoyant is the obvious one that we're most aware of with how we see either with the physical or the inner eye and then the other senses are also involved so hearing taste and smell yeah how do you use this though because you said that you're working with clients and you're helping them to feel more aligned with their purpose and why they came here and we were discussing beforehand before we started recording our podcast that a lot of people think that their purpose when they come here is a very specific thing to be a very specific thing and you mentioned that it's often much more broad than that yeah so the there's a few ways that, that that I play with it with individuals. So some people come in for an Akashic reading, which is a one hour session where I will read their records on their behalf and share the information that's coming through. And oftentimes people will book with me because they're specifically wanting to get more information on what their purpose is in this lifetime. Some people are complete with the with the hour reading. They're like, awesome. I just needed that validation and confirmation that I'm on track and, and, and I'm doing great. And they're off and they're running and they're they're totally set. And others sort of receive that and they get a little bit stuck. Like they're like, I know that this is what I feel deep inside, but I'm not quite sure how to. Uh, work with this because everything in my periphery is telling me that I need to be doing something else. So that's where I'll slowly sort of coax someone if they're interested in moving into a deeper um, container with me for about three months where we can explore how to move from the periphery into the midline and stay centered in who they are. So when we're working with your, your incarnated purpose, this can be expressed in many different ways. And, and even I'll just use myself as an example. So part of my soul's purpose is to uh, be in a, in a, in the realm of spirituality. So that's great that I, that I connected with that at an early age. And then also what's part of my jam is lighting up other people in their purpose. That that's part of my soul's mission. Now I've done this in the form of, how, uh, supporting people accessing their body through yoga 
And I've done this through supporting people with sort of mentoring or coaching in different forms of, of spiritual tools. And I do this even with just regular people, friends and families. If, if I'm seeing sort of a, a light inside of them that wants to go a little bit brighter, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of draw that out and, and help to amplify that with them. So that's like an example how my soul's mission is to support lighting up other people but I can do it in many different ways. It doesn't have to be one specific way. And I think that that's sometimes where we get caught up in ourselves is that we, we don't want to make a move because we're afraid that the move that we're making might not be the right move. And then we've just lost or denied ourselves the ability to be in connection with our soul's purpose. So in saying this, that, that there's a lot of ways that the soul wants to express itself, I share that so that people feel more comfortable in taking risks and trying new things out and seeing if if what they're doing is the best thing for them. And then also appreciating that the soul is always growing. It's always expanding. So it's going to unfold into the next way that the soul wants to express itself. It doesn't stay the same way for 20 or 30 years. Now, if, how, if there's someone out there maybe who is wondering about their purpose and they're not really sure and maybe they feel a little stuck is there a way perhaps a feeling i don't know that someone might feel if they're in a job and that is where they're supposed to be and they are in alignment and they are on the right path is there a way for someone to maybe know that or feel that if they just aren't really sure yeah there's um there's a few different suggestions that I would have for this. So one is, is appreciating that there's a universal law that is we are either expanding or contracting. And we do this all the time. It's called the spanda, right? Sometimes we're expanding and sometimes we're contracting. And how this relates to us personally is that sometimes we need to go inwards and allow ourselves to get quiet so that we can listen to what our higher self wants to share with us and sometimes we need to go external and use resources that are around us to be able to to pull in what we need so that we can amplify what wants to be expressed so for some people when they're really stuck what comes through when i'm doing an akashic session with them is that there's no room in their life where they're giving themselves opportunity to connect with their soul so for me to be um telling them what their purpose is sometimes this is this can be a little disappointing for for some people sometimes when someone specifically books to be like i want to know what my purpose is the information that comes in because the akasha field is pure information that's what it is and it becomes emotional when we attach our stories to it but how it exists in its raw form is just pure information so what sometimes will come through is that someone will I'll be the information that's coming through is before they can know what their purpose is, they have to know what their soul is. So it's teaching them or, or offering suggestions in action form of ways in which they can start to connect to their soul. And how I'll start is first identifying what is your strongest clarability. So if your strongest clarability is clairsentient, where you feel and sense things in your body, and you're primarily meditating visually then you're gonna feel like you're not doing it right. 
because the, the, the meditation on the visual isn't going to give you the things that you hear that meditation offers. So by redirecting and being like, instead of trying to visualize in meditation and instead go into your body and sense and feel kinesthetically what's happening, this is how you start to create the synapse between you and consciousness so that your soul can start to communicate with you and share with you how it wants to be expressing itself. That's interesting. I never really thought about, and I mean, it makes sense, but I've never thought before about the way that you connect if you are more, if you hear things more, see things more, you feel things more, that that would affect the way that you're trying to connect. But that makes sense. If you're doing a guided meditation, it's mostly like visualize this. <laughs> yeah. And even like if someone's more clear audio, they're going to probably really go into a deep meditation through some sort of a frequency. So whether, whether it's like theta brainwave states or certain types of, of musical instruments, but frequency is going to, is going to guide them deeper than actual um, dialogue and words. Right. Yeah. It's neat. It's super fun. So it's giving people doors, gateways in ways in which they can, they can play with that more. So if someone's stuck, that's usually where I'll start. I'll say, start, let's start by identifying what your clear abilities are. And then, and then the other extension of this, Melissa, is then when your clairability starts to activate, how do you respond to it? So some people, when they're claircognizant, they get downloads all the time and they're constantly dismissing them or ignoring them or pretending they aren't there because they're so invested in logic and reason and the download that's coming in doesn't logically make sense. So they won't listen to it. And so they, they, they start to create this patterning in their body where their logical mind, their cognitive brain is given more authority than the voice of their soul. And so that's also part of it is like, let's see if we can start to bring the soul and the cognitive brain back to like an even playing field so that you can revere both of them. And it doesn't mean that you always act on the download that's coming in, but you're taking the time to acknowledge it to um to pay attention to it then if and then gratitude for the download coming in gratitude in advance for the next download and possibly stepping into what's being offered and just seeing what happens yeah i think you brought up a really good point because i think people ignore their intuition and they ignore the downloads all the time i think they just think oh, this is just my imagination or, oh, this is not really a real thing. And I think so many times we're being guided or directed and we just don't pay attention enough. Yeah, and and the ignoring of the intuition, bringing that back into like, there's reason why you've ignored it. So rather than downplaying the individual and being like, you know, like, like, I can't believe you haven't paid attention to your intuition. Instead, sometimes in the Akashic records, we'll go back into the lifetime where the, um, the clarability got shut down. And why did it get shut down? And 99% of the time it gets shut down to preserve the body because something is threatening it. It needs to shut down in order to survive. It's a survival mechanism. And now fast forward to the lifetime that they're in right now, you've chosen to exist at a time where your clear abilities are welcome. 
they might not be, um, you know, uh, glorified in certain company, but it's no longer life threatening to be accessing and acknowledging these clear abilities. And for some, it's as simple as like clearing the, the contract in the lifetime that that showed up in. And that now they're just in like a fresh palette. And they're when the, the session's done, they're operating from a space of like, oh, it doesn't feel so frightening now to start to listen to the, the signals that are coming in. Yeah. Very interesting point, because I know personally in doing past life regressions, I saw like a lifetime where being a healer was not a good thing. Mm -hmm. It was, uh, you know, people were, their lives were threatened because people didn't understand or they didn't like what was happening. And so I feel like a lot of people probably have had a lifetime where that's happened. And that's why we do shut that down. Yeah. And even in like, let's just fast forward to present time, you might incarnate into a family that has a certain religious um, standard and how you're showing up and expressing your spirit does not collaborate with the family dynamic yeah. or, or it's a family of atheists and, and they're not interested in anything outside of what's tangible. So there's ways in, in even modern society that the clear abilities can be shut down and, and, and dimmed in, in certain ways. So it's, it's acknowledging it and, and um, not shaming or blaming ourselves for not paying attention to it, but rather recognizing like, this was shut down out of service and love to yourself. And now it's just operating from habit. So let's clear the habit and go into a fresh start. Yeah. Yeah. I, love that. Um, I would love for you to explain if maybe we have people out there listening who really aren't quite sure when you talk about the Akashic records, like what that is or how you go in and access that. Yeah, I'd love to. It's it's fun to, um, like each time I explain it, it's slightly different. So I also like how it just wants to be said on the day. So as I mentioned earlier, Akasha is is the Sanskrit word for space or spirit. So think of it like a, like an umbrella, like arching over all things, all, all universal realms. And then within that, the Akashic records is the specific blueprint or DNA of your soul through its entire timeline. So the timeline of your soul is from the first time that your soul chose to um, create like a ray of light away from the main source energy and incarnate into an individual form. And so your soul's timeline is every single incarnation till now and also all future possibilities that are available. So when we tap into an Akashic record, and also just, I just wanna expand the, the, the lens a little bit wider here as well. Um, plants have Akashic records, animals have Akashic records, planets, your business has an Akashic record. You can even go into land clearings with the Akashic records, like the sky's the limit. It's anything that has a conscious frequency to it has an Akashic record um, as well. So when we go into a specific Akashic record, essentially I think of it like um, an old school radio station and you're dialing in the frequency of the radio station to that particular soul. 
And there's mantras that I use to, to do that. So I, I have a, a banishment mantra that I do before I start just to make sure that we're working with the highest and greatest good. And then an opening mantra to open someone's records. It's very simple. It's like three lines. And then once I'm in there uh, or, or anyone's doing this is um, taking a few moments just to calibrate to the field or the, or the frequency that you're connected to. And then I'm using my specific clairabilities to receive the information as it comes through. So sometimes, often when I open up someone's records, initially there'll be information that's just sitting there that wants to come through instantly. So I spend about five or 10 minutes just describing their, their field, what it feels like, um, maybe introducing them to their guides and teachers if they don't spend a lot of time with them. And, uh, and then from there, they're welcome to just pitch questions and we can see what the responses is. And so I'm answering from how my Claire abilities are responding to the question. Yeah. So when you're working with a client, it sounds like you tailor the session, not only to what the client needs, but also what they want. So if they're seeking specific information, you can go in and try to find that for them. Yeah. So when I first, first started, this is um, like, it wasn't, it wasn't natural for me to bring the Akashic records from the subconscious to the conscious. Like it's very interesting when I teach trainings and what, what people will, will get stuck on. I'm almost like inside laughing because I'm like where you're stuck is like 10 steps ahead of where I was when I first started reading the records. So the only way that I could read the records when I first started, because I'm very visceral and very um, kinesthetic with my body, an energetic body scan was the, was the only way that I could access. So I actually couldn't have someone um, present questions right off the bat because I wouldn't be able to figure out how to, how to get the information on how to answer it. So I would start by doing what I call an energetic body scan. So I'd start at the crown of their head. And as I'm bringing myself into the crown of the head, information would come in. And then I just slowly staircase down the body and information would just keep coming in as I'd move to different parts of the body. And what was interesting is by the end of the session, most of the time, the questions that they came with were answered through what was coming up in the energetic body scan. So by the time I got to the end and would just say, is there any questions that you have? They would be like, no, like, like you've answered them all through, through the hour that we've had together. And I would kind of be like, phew, because <laughs> I'm not sure that I could answer a direct question. And now that I've been playing with it for, um, I don't know, the last couple of years, it's super fun for me to just go wild with it. So if someone comes in and they want to go all the way over into this arena and then take a 180 turn 10 minutes later and go in a different direction, I can follow that quite naturally and quite comfortably. And it's really fun to just be in that level of trust that that source and consciousness is working with me and not trying to, to, to catch me. Yeah. And trip me up. Yeah. It's fun. That's interesting. I was going to say, you probably get everything because you're setting the intention too, that you want your client to get the information I'm sure that they need. So it just comes up for them kind of naturally as you do your work and have, and so you're finding, which is what I found too, is the more you do the practices with clients, the easier it is, the better you get at it because it just becomes, I think, more natural. I don't know if that's the right word, but 
Well, I think what what I've recently been playing with is I'm like, you know, it's really interesting how you take any other modality in in life. So if you want to learn how to run a marathon, you can read up on it. You can hire a trainer. You can figure out how to be efficient with your energy. If you want to learn nuclear physics, you can go and study that. But for some reason, when it comes to energy work, we have this belief system as a society that you're either born with it or you're not born with it. And those that are born with it get to play with it and those that aren't don't. And a big mission of mine with teaching the Akashic Records, the training portion is to debunk that belief system, to to kind of throw it out and, and basically present that anyone who wants to learn this, this is accessible to them. And you're learning what you just described. You're learning a, a skill set, and then you're practicing with consistency that skill set until it becomes more refined and more, your words, natural and easeful for the body to do. Almost like you don't think about brushing your teeth every day, right? But when you're first starting, a little toddler's learning how to get the back molars, how to get the front teeth, how to how to brush the teeth. And the same is true with the energy work. The more you do it, the more second nature it becomes to you. Yeah. So you not only do sessions with clients, but are you also then teaching others who want to learn how to access the Akashic Records or maybe do this themselves? Yeah. So anyone that has sort of a ping or a plug to, uh, to learn how to access the records for themselves, that's all the... That's all I need to know to be able to trust that I can show them how to, to do this on their own. So yeah, it's a three month training. We start by having an Akashic session together to identify their clear abilities. And then I make a note of that so that when we go into the training, um, I have a list of everyone's clear abilities with me so that when we're doing practices and exercises in the Akashic records, I can help to redirect them to, to working with the, the, the clarability that's most amplified for them rather than trying to do it the way the person next to them is doing it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I love that. I love that you tailor it to each person and their own abilities because, as you said earlier, some people, I think, find doing this kind of work difficult only because they've been shown you have to do it in a certain way and it's because their instructor accesses it that way yeah because of their abilities so i think that makes it difficult for some people and they give up and think i don't have any abilities but it's not that they don't have any abilities they just don't know how to access it with their strengths absolutely and i and i also really believe in like i spend a lot of time behind the scenes um really getting clear with with the type of individual that I want to be working with and I and I share that with my guides and teachers to go and speak to the guides and teachers of other people that can benefit from from learning through me so what this does is when someone books an akashic session with me I'm already pulling in the person that wants to work with their aligned purpose now if someone's more interested in past life regression they're not going to book with me. They're going to somehow get the direction to book with some other Akashic record session um, guide because they're working predominantly in past life regression. So it's kind of, I really trust that the, the a lot of things are filtered out before we even meet and, and have a, a session together. Yeah. I really love that. I love that you set that intention out there because I do believe in that. I believe in having alignment 
you know, and, and the right clients aligning to you. And I think the universe is just an amazing, an amazing thing in that it can align people who are meant to be your teacher or, you know, just someone who's helping you out along your journey. So I think that that's really great that you do that. Yeah. And it saves you a lot of money on marketing. <laughs> it's a great way to advertise for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, I love that so much. And I love that you are doing this work because I think it's so important. I think there's so many people who feel stuck because I know we have a blueprint. I know that before we come here ever, we know what we're supposed to be coming here to do, but somehow we get here and then all of a sudden we we forget and we feel lost and we feel stuck through a lot of different things. So it's wonderful that there are people like you who are working to help others tap into the reason for being here because feeling lost and stuck is miserable. Yeah. Well, and um, absolutely. That's no, that's no fun at all. And sometimes we get stuck because like, say for example, you, you created a, a contract with a soul before you incarnated to start a particular business together and be of service in some way. Now, if one of you is actively pursuing that, awesome. And if the other one is totally gone rogue and is not listening to their spirit or their soul at all, then the person that wants to be moving forward can oftentimes feel like they just can't get any traction. And so sometimes these contracts that we make, they can actually be cleared in your incarnated form because it's no longer serving the highest and greatest good. The other soul isn't paying attention to it. They're exercising their free will, doing something completely different. And you still have this real pull to, to honor this mission that you came here to do. So by clearing that contract, it gives person the, the, the individual the energetic freedom to start to see who else is here that they can work with. Or maybe they're at a place where they can just be um, a solo entrepreneur and doing it that way. So do you help people clear contracts then if, if you like happen to go if I'm guided that? to? Yeah. 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 So if in like in an Akashic session, there, there's many different ways that we, we can go, but yeah, identifying belief systems, contracts, agreements that aren't serving people. Um, that's, that's one thing that we can do just to, it's almost like think of spring cleaning the soul space. It's just doing a really good cleansing and clearing of the soul space. Sometimes we're doing the opposite where we're, we're, we're aligning with the version of ourselves in the future. That's already doing the thing that we want to be doing, connecting with him or her and asking like, what did you do at this moment in time to help get that momentum, to help get things going? And then we're given some action steps to move in that direction. Sometimes we're doing forgiveness um, in the records Sometimes we're understanding um, why we came into the certain families that we did. What's what's the bigger purpose of that? There's like, it's really like the sky's the limit when we go into the records as to what we can do. Yeah. That's so interesting. <laughs> so fascinated by that. It's well, fun. I want to thank you so much for being here with us today. If there are people out there listening who maybe want to have a session with you, or maybe they want to learn how to do this themselves, what's the best way for them to work with you or follow you? Yeah, the easiest way to get in contact with me is just through my website. It's just my name, Heather Ivany, I-V-A-N-Y dot com. Uh, on my homepage, I have um, a button that says join the spiritual reset. It's a very um, gentle way to get to know me better. It's a, it's a seven day email journey that we go through 
that's just showing you ways to pull out the periphery and become more aligned with your center. And if people want to dive right into Akashic sessions or Akashic training, all my information is on my website there. Yeah. Awesome. And we will have the link in the show notes too, for anybody who wants to go there. So if you're driving, you don't have to worry about trying to write this out or anything. It will be there for you. You can go back to it anytime. Well, I really, really do truly appreciate you being here and all of the work that you're doing. I think it is so necessary and you're helping so many people. Thank you so much for being here today and sharing some of your wisdom with us. Thanks for having me, Melissa. You're also um, a way shower in the world. So it's an honor to connect heart to heart and soul to soul. Aww, thank you so much. I'd love to have you back anytime. Sounds great. And I want to thank all of you for being here with us today. As always, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. Please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And of course, the greatest compliment you can pay me is to share this podcast with anyone you think might benefit. I hope that you guys are having a beautiful day today. Join us over on Patreon where you can see the video of our interview. I'm sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.